Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So, however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alrighty, today's a big old Sunday, folks. The regular season finale, folks. All day today. Sheesh. Uh, so, our final regular season pregame show of the 2021-2022 NFL season. And it's just super unfortunate, folks, because after today's... Today, every other week of football, there will be less and less and less games to watch and enjoy and break down and even bet. I mean, thank you, New York, for finally legalizing mobile betting, but you had to do it at the end of the NFL season? Seems a little... um a little wild to do, a little insulting to do, but all right, we're gearing up for next year, folks. So pregame show today, breaking down all the matchups. Uh, we'll give you our last second final best bets and all that. Um, prop bets, final minute best bets, making sure all of our bets are still good to go for the week. Uh, and we will also set some bars. Is it still a you know a decent week for some teams out here that we still need to clean one clean to clean up to really see? And this is their last opportunity to show us what they've got. Are we going to be believing in these teams heading into the playoffs that start next week or is the performance that we just saw or going to see by these teams leaving a bad taste in our mouth heading into the playoffs so as we talk through some matchups we'll kind of set some bars on some teams of what we need to see from them today to truly see are they Super Bowl contenders or just playoff pretenders slash contenders so we'll set some bars as we go through all the matchups um, and we will only do like five minutes in our NBA Daily Time. We're going to go through it very, very quickly. But as promised, folks, at the top of the show, there is a bet I am loving. A prop bet that I am loving, folks. And the prop bet is one of our favorite prop bets to bet points by a team in the first half. One of my favorite favorites and we have a very high 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 hit rate on these and I was looking through today's matchups to find that great value and I found it this morning I'm hoping I'm hoping the value is still there I think the last time I checked it was about 10 30 ish so I'm praying that it's still there for y'all I locked it in already I did I'm unfor unfortunate I did lock it in already but here we go folks Giants at home Washington at the Giants both these teams obviously have nothing to play for here, but the value right here, and it's still up. Yes, 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 yes. Y'all can still get it. Here it is. Giants points in the first half over only six and a half. Oh, yeah, baby. I only need the touchdown. Yes, sir. And I know what you are saying. It's the Giants. They're not going to get a touchdown. And for weeks one through 17, I would agree. I don't even know if I would even take this through weeks one through 17. But we're in this magical week 18 where anything can happen. The Chiefs went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Broncos yesterday. I mean, who thought that would happen? I really thought the Chiefs were going to blow out the Broncos but Vic Vangio and his last-ditch effort to save his job was competitive in that game, and then they just fire the man? How, how a little insulting is that? We'll talk all that a little bit later in the show. 
But yeah, Giants over six and a half. And why I love it, folks, obviously the first thing, it's only a touchdown. That's easy peasy touchdown. You win it. There's no two scores. One touchdown and we hit. Love it. Now, now the Giants don't have Mike Glennon today. But once again, this is a magical week 18. Anything is possible. And what makes this so much better to bat is because there's a little bit of a uh, chirp, a little bit of chippiness going on between these two head coaches. Earlier in the week, Mike Judge, head coach for the Giants, said this ain't a team that's having fist fights on the sideline and playing the Washington football team. This ain't some clown show organization or something else, okay? And then Ron Rivera claps back. Really not a clap back at all. Just said these words. He said, talk about your own team. Uh, so Ron Rivera, Joe Judge kind of going at it. Division rival, both nothing to play for, but just want to go out there and beat the other one because they're kind of getting into it with each other here. So Giants at home only need a touchdown. Want to, you know, come out and set the tempo because Joe Judge wants to kind of, you know, get the last laugh over Ron Rivera in total. So I'm loving the Giants over six and a half. Just need one touchdown. It can come on the offensive side, the defensive side, special teams. And we know this Giants defense is pretty solid. This is a solid defense. It's the best thing about the team is the is the defense because everything on the offensive side of the ball, from the coordinators to the, to the depth at the quarterback position, to the wide receivers, to the running backs, they're all, oh my goodness, it's been, a, it's been an unfortunate season for this Giants offense. But the defense is good, so pick six on Taylor Heineke, that could happen. Both these teams just wanting to let it loose, let it fly, nothing to play for. You're just going out there and playing classic football here with no consequences. Playing football with no consequences, and you're telling me a Giants team cannot even get seven points in the first half? Come on, folks. Loving it right here. Giants over six and a half points in the first half. Now, if we go back to last season, week 17, meaningless game for the Giants in week 17 because, you know, that's what the Giants are. You know, end of the season, nothing to play for, classic Giants. But last season, week 18, folks. Week 17, excuse me. We got the extra game this season. The Giants beat the Cowboys. Once again, division rival. They went 23-19, to and they did put up, uh, I think, 17 points here in the first half. Now, granted, Daniel Jones was playing last season, but still, the Giants put up points. Meaningless Week 17 game. I believe they do the same thing here, folks. I am loving this bat. Yeah, they put up 20 points in the first half, so all we need is seven. One touchdown. Come on, Joe Judge, for your career. Because I swear to I swear to goodness, if Joe Judge and the Giants don't cover this, I'm slandering Joe Judge all offseason. I will be calling for his firing, and I will be down at MetLife Stadium every day. We will do shows live every day in the offseason from MetLife Stadium, and I will be holding the sign, Fire Joe Judge, and that will be all we will talk about an hour and 40 minutes every single day until the next or until he gets fired we will be on the show calling for Joe Judge's job okay so Joe Judge a little bit of extra added pressure today go get it done Giants over six and a half points in the first half I am absolutely loving it okay all right all right, 
Now that we got that out of the way, let's quickly jump over to the NBA, where, you know, if you're like, well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, why would I take the Giants over six and a half if he doesn't know what he's talking about? Well, we just had one bet in the NBA last night and a hit, so... I don't know what y'all want from me. We know what we're talking about. But let's quickly, very quickly, we're only going to do like five minutes at most on the NBA from last night. So here we go. First matchup up, Grizzlies at the Clippers. Grizzlies get the win here without John Morant. They win 123-108. Love this Grizzlies team. And I'm ready to say that this Grizzlies team is the best team in the league. Deep, no Steven Adams, no big beef down low, no John Morant. And they still win. The, the Clippers can't even win without, without Paul George. This Grizzlies team is winning consistently without John Morant, shout out to the Grizzlies. They get the big old win yesterday. Then we get the Bucks at the Hornets here. Hornets get the win. A little bit of a short-handed Bucks team. And uh, LaMelo Ball, 19 points, 8 assists. Very well done. And Terry Rogier doing st scary Terry things. 28 big old points led the team in scoring. Hornets get the win, 114-106 over the Bucks. Then we get the Magic at the Pistons. And a loss here for the Magic. Uh, Pistons win, 97-92 over the Magic. Magic out with some of their players. But Cole Anthony was playing 19 points, 6 assists, and 8 rebounds for Cole Anthony, unfortunately, lose because uh, they were a little short-handed. And then for the Pistons, still no Jeremy Grant, and they get the win. Uh, some solid bench production by Trey Lyles, 16 points, 13 rebounds, and Josh Jackson, 11 points. But like we know, these are two bad teams, and that's kind of what was shown on the floor last night. But uh, Pistons get the win, 97-92. Then we get the Jazz at the Pacers. Pacers get the win here because a lot of people on the Jazz were out. So, uh, you know, their depth ability took a little bit of a hit last night. And Sabonis had a pretty good night, 42 giant-ass points, and they get the win finally Sabonis having a great game and that leads to the Pacers winning that's like the first time in three years that that has happened Pacers uh beat the Jazz 125-113 then we get the Knicks at the Celtics, and the Knicks, man, 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 no Evan Fournier. Obviously, they're not going to win this game because Evan Fournier only steps up when they face the Celtics, and he's not there. So, Knicks, 75 points, trash offensively, no good guard play. Emmanuel quickly, uh, I take that back. Emmanuel quickly did have a solid game, 18 points, second leading score. But other than that, no depth, no other good guards, no Evan Fournier. This Knicks team is so bad. This is not the Knicks team of last year, folks. This, this new Knicks team is something I don't even know know what the hell it is but it's so gosh dang awful and then for the Celtics yeah they win but is it good uh, Jalen Brown 22 points 11 assists 11 rebounds that's fantastic and Jason Tatum 19 big old points <clears throat> They knock off the Knicks, 95 to, uh, 99-275. And then the last game of the night, though, game that we bet, taking points with the Heat. This Heat team is dogs, folks. They don't get blown out. It doesn't matter. Jimmy Butler in. Jimmy Butler out. Bam Adebayo in. Bam Adebayo out. Nobody playing. They could put nobody on the floor and still cover the spread, folks. Respect this Heat team. Not only did they cover the spread last night, they won outright in dominating fashion. We had the Heat. Plus eight and a half, and I want to say by game time, by tip off, the line climbed all the way to Heat plus nine and a half. It was tremendous value all day last night that we took and we hit on on the first official legal mobile betting day in New York, folks. Still finding that great value. We gotta love it. I'm this close to being banned on all the all the sports betting sites from day one. How unfortunate is that? Uh, but the Heat get the win, 123, 100. 
100. And no Jimmy Butler last night. No Bam Adebayo, but Tyler Hero steps up big time, 33 points. Duncan Robinson, 27 points. Kyle Lowry, 14 points. Max Druss, 14 points. P.J. Tucker, 13 points. Caleb Martin, 10 points. The depth here. And Omer Yurtsevin, who's filling in for Bam Adebayo at the 5-16 rebounds. This is a deep group of dogs that always compete and get it done. Shout out to this Heat team. Stop disrespecting them. And they beat a Suns team with DeAndre Ayton back in the starting lineup. And they still lose. <clears throat> Chris Paul, 9.7 assists. Devin Booker, 26 points. DeAndre Ayton, first game back, 12 points, 8 rebounds. And then McCall Bridges, 20 points. But this Heat team, they're too gosh dang good. Whenever they're getting that many points, folks, that's just disrespect. And you must take the value. We did it last night. He get the win, 123-100. Alrighty, we're not going to focus on betting in the NBA today. We've got too much football to talk about. Uh, the game in the NBA tipped off already. Spurs, Nets, already tied at 3-3. You can lie back. Right now, Nets minus 10.5, but we, we don't endorse that. We're not going to swallow that. No way. <clears throat> All right. So that is our NBA Daily 10 for today. Now, let's get back into the NFL on what we are going to witness in the next 40 minutes, folks. So, a um, couple of stories to go over, breaking news, news popping up today, let's talk all that through, and then we will talk through some matchups for this week, talk about the bets affiliated with those matchups, and set some bars, there are still starting players playing, just like what we saw from the Cowboys yesterday, we still gotta break down those games too, geez, we so much to do, um, so let's get the stories out of the way, yeah, let's get the stories out of the way, um, or should we quickly talk about these games? Uh, I guess we could do both. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's start with the stories here. Um, well, this is unfortunate. Here we go. Broncos part ways with head coach Vic Fangio. Truly unfortunate here. We were kind of seeing it coming, you know, over the last, what, six years. They haven't made the playoffs at all. Not really good since they won the Super Bowl. They have not been back to the playoffs. Um, I gave Vic Fangio a lot of credit this season for sticking with Teddy Bridgewater, Andrew Locke, not bringing in another quarterback, sticking with their guys and, you know, playing decent in football with Teddy Bridgewater. Unfortunately, the offensive production went way down when Drew Locke was the starter, but uh, just so super unfortunate here for Vic Fangio being fired. He was competitive last night against the Chiefs all game long and it was really just Melvin Gordon who beefed the game, the fumble six scoop and score by the Chiefs and that's what we were saying about Melvin Gordon earlier this week, remember we, we read the article on how Melvin Gordon was like, oh, oh no, oh no, we're why, why are we always like this, why are we always you know, playing meaningless games in you know, the final week of the season because we're never in the playoff hunt, oh my goodness we're so much better than what we are this team is so talented, I don't get it. Why are we losing games? We're so talented and it's so frustrating. Melvin Gordon says this every single year. He said it again this year and then what does he do? Classic scores a touchdown and then beefs the game and gets his head coach fired and Melvin Gordon really should be cut from the Broncos and nobody really should sign him ever. The man is underwhelming folks. Always beefs it at the worst time. This is what we know of Melvin Gordon but the Broncos and Vic Fangio decided to keep Melvin Gordon instead of Philip Lindsay, folks. Okay, so truly unfortunate for Vic Fangio. Melvin Gordon really cost him his job. The Broncos were about to win the game last night, folks, in the red zone. And if Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble, the Broncos are about to, like, take the lead. So 
Man, oh man, just truly unfortunate for Vic Fangio. Melvin Gordon should be out of the league. I'm done. I don't care that he rushed for 110 yards and a touchdown. You fumbled at the worst time. You single-handedly basically cost your team the game. Drew Locke also unfortunate. How could you not tackle? Like, what the hell are you doing? We know Drew Locke is this kind of, oh, he loves to kind of be a gamer. Same thing with Taylor Heineke. These quarterbacks that love to kind of have swagger on the sideline. Drew Locke, you know, bobbing his head to rap music, rapping along, you know, everybody going crazy on that and then you can't tackle uh, Melvin Ingram on a scoop and score to save your team from losing it's just like come on can y'all step it up a little bit so Ben over Drew Locke the man's not the quarterback for this Broncos team and Melvin Gordon should be literally exiled from the league in general uh, so the Chiefs get to win 28-24 Chiefs, are they looking great? Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill's a little banged up now. Travis Kelsey's a little banged up now. No first week by potentially if the Titans win. So this could be trouble brewing here for this Chiefs team. And we'll see if they can uh, string something together. Now, Miko Harmon is looking great. So if they have to kind of replace Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, uh, Brian Pringle's been kind of emergent these last couple of weeks. So, you know, worst case scenario, they will still have two functioning receivers to go go to if goodness for forbid if Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill cannot go for whatever reason but overall man oh man Melvin Ingram he was just annoying me last night in that uh, fumble six oh my goodness that just reaffirms it folks we know Melvin Gordon we know Melvin Gordon get the man out of the league all right, so Vic Vangio out as Denver's head coach, and uh, so now, now another head coaching vacancy opens up. Another solid spot for potentially Doug Peterson. That's all we want to see in this offseason. Doug Peterson back at the head coaching helm for an NFL team. That's all we really want to see. I would like them on a little bit of a better team than the Broncos overall. The Broncos have some nice weapons, but they've got a quarterback issue. And Doug Peterson can take uh, you know, take care of that. So wherever Doug Peterson goes, folks, we'll be rooting and cheering him on because Doug Peterson needs to be in the league. I'm seeing all these other coaches in the league. If Matt Rule is in the league, folks, as a head coach, Doug Peterson should be like the president of every single NFL team, okay? Get Doug Peterson back in the league. It's seeming like it's going to happen. Just got to see where. But Vic Fangio out as the Broncos head coach. And we get this, another kind of Black Black Monday coming a little bit early here in the NFL because now the lines are expected to part ways with offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn. And how unfortunate is this for Anthony Lynn? You know, head coach for the Chargers, they get rid of him. Then he goes to the offensive coordinator for the Lions for only one year and they're about to fire him. It's unfortunate. Uh, the Lions offense hasn't been anything great, but they don't have any good pieces and they're working with Jared Goff. So I don't know if that's the reason why you have to get rid of Anthony Lynn over one season. We saw Dan Campbell take away play calling duties from Anthony Lynn uh, midway through the season, so we kind of should have been expecting this, but man, oh man, Anthony Lynn cannot catch a break here in the NFL. Definitely deserved more than one season, folks. If Matt Rule is getting three seasons, anybody should be getting ten seasons at minimum, okay? Can we all fire Matt Rule, please? Can Matt Rule lose his job? Speaking Speaking about Matt Rule, 
And, you know, we went back to last season, week 17. You know what Matt Rule did? Uh, we see all these points. Let's run through all the point totals from last year's week 17. You know, meaningless week, last week of the season here. We're just going to read point totals, folks. There's about two teams that scored under 10 points last year. And Matt Rule's Panthers were one of them. Fire Matt Rule, please. From last season, Dolphins, 26 points. Bills, 56 points. Ravens, 38 points. Bengals, 3 points. But they had a little bit of a reason. No Joe Burrow. Zach uh, Taylor kind of, what was that? Fresh, uh, first year last season, second year. But whatever it is, meaningless game without your main quarterback and you're going against the Ravens who have playoff implications. All right, we understand you putting up three points. Then we get the Steelers, 22 points. Browns, 24 points. The Big Ben final game last year put up 22 points. Matt Rule only put up seven. Do you understand how trash that is? Fire Matt Rule, folks. Now. Now we already know they're planning on keeping him, which is the worst decision. He is ruining. He is the Bill O'Brien of the Carolina Panthers. Fire Matt Rule, please. Now, before the game, before the game, folks. Uh, Vikings, 20, uh, 37 points. Excuse me. Lions, 35 points. Jets, 14 points. The Jets put up 14 points last year. Uh, Patriots, 28 points. Cowboys, 19 points. Giants, 23 points. Falcons, 27 points. Bucks, 44 points. Saints, 33 points. Panthers, 7 points last year. 7 points. Second lowest overall. And they were at home. They were at home for this game. Come on. Come on, Matt Rule. You're fired. I'm firing you. Jeez, Packers 35 points, Bears 16 points, Chargers 38 points, Chiefs 21 points, Raiders 32 points, Broncos 31 points, Titans 41 points, Texans 38 points, <gasps> Jaguars 14 points, Colts 28 points, Cardinals 7 points, alright Cardinals 7 points last year, they're trash as well, Rams 18 points, Seahawks 26 points, 49ers 23 points, Washington 20 points, and Eagles 14 points, so three teams last season scored under 10 points in the final week of the year, while everybody else was lighting it up on the scoreboard so you know if we're just kind of taking last season drawing parallels to this season you know just kind of as a general overarching rule overs potentially looking good potentially I'm, I'm not gonna bet any overs but if you do like the overs I mean everybody was scoring meaningless game last season so potentially the same happens here and I see a lot of unders I mean we're, we're talking you know 40s mid 40s everything mid to below yeah mid to low 40s here as the over line so if y'all love the overs that's looking like some good, uh, potentially some good value. We'll leave it at that. But Matt Rule should be fired. That's what we, the main point of that. Matt Rule needs to be fired, and then y'all can bet the overs, okay? All right. Uh, so Anthony Lynn, truly unfortunate there. Matt Rule should should be fired. If Anthony Lynn is uh, gone after one year, Anthony Matt Rule should be gone. We'll leave it at that. Next one up here, and this one I don't like. And once again, Matt Rule getting a third season, and David Culley maybe not even getting a second here. So the Texans will evaluate their entire football operation, including the future of David Culley this week as they embark on a critical offseason that could yield a Deshaun Watson trade before free agency opens in March. Yes, they are trying to get Deshaun Watson traded before free agency. So the Texans 
Texans are still adamant on trading Deshaun Watson, so it's still not looking good. Um, it would kind of be like it's Deshaun Watson. We're about to get potentially a conclusion on that. So the Texans trying to get him out before that conclusion because, you know, at the beginning of this season, the whole Deshaun trade talk was really just focused about, you know, Texans trying to find a quarterback for this season. Deshaun Watson still could have been potentially eligible to play. There was really no ruling that was saying Deshaun Watson could not play this season. So that was why everybody was talking about Deshaun Watson being traded real early on. But now that Deshaun Watson um, potentially could be a good to go for next year and the Texans are still looking to trade him, that's real. That's a really bad sign for everybody so truly buyer beware if you're looking to try and get Deshaun Watson as your guy because the Texans are still looking to get him out of Houston even though this entire season's uh done and they're trying to get him traded before the free agency in March so it's not looking good for Deshaun Watson truly seems like he may be in a little bit of hot water but back to David Culley here. Real disappointing that they're looking to get rid of him after one season. I really like what this Texans team has done for what they've been going through this entire season. Of no Tyrod Taylor early on because he gets banged up. So you have to go to your rookie, Davis Mills, and he's not any good. And then Tyrod Taylor can't really get it going after he's coming back from his injury. So they go with Davis Mills again. And it truly seemed like he's gotten a little bit better. And, you know, they've always been in these games. This Texans team really doesn't get blown out that bad. I mean, their losses aren't looking good overall, but it, nothing's truly glaring. And once again, there's no real pieces here offensively. Brandon Cooks is your best wide receiver, and they're getting him actively involved. So, I mean, David Culley is using all of his weapons that he has that he has at his disposal, but they're still looking to get rid of him. I thought they put up a really great fight. They were in some games. They won some games this season. Some solid foundation laid while the entire circus of the Sean Watson hanging over his head and he was still able to go out there and decent com decently compete week in and week out so I really don't want to see David Culley fired after one year I think it would be a little disrespectful to do so and uh, the Texans are uh, evaluating him so we'll see what happens and uh, we'll know more obviously by tomorrow when a lot of kind of firings are kind of made official and all that. So David Culley on the hot seat. I don't like it. I don't understand it. And uh, we will be uh, praying. <laughs> we'll be praying here for David Culley to keep his job. He should not be fired. <coughs> All right, what do we got up next? Yes, this coach. If we're talking about firing, yes, this coach needs to be gone. You want to keep uh, some? It's so crazy. Some coaches you want the fact that we all want to just keep Matt Rule, folks. That's really the one that is glaring and truly bothering me. What? What has Matt Rule shown? And even that game, I have not even seen one good game by Matt Rule. One good half by Matt Rule in two years, and he's getting a third. Yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not even a question. No, yeah, Matt Rule. No, he's good. Yeah, next year. Oh, yeah, it's Matt Rule. Who's our coach? Oh, yeah, Matt Rule next year. Yeah, yeah, no hesitation. No, no thought. No, yeah, it's Matt Rule. Oh, well, he's still here. Matt Rule. Yeah, we're going with Matt Rule. It's like, why? 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 Fire him. All right, but this dude definitely needs to be fired. The Vikings are expected to fire head coach Mike Zimmer today. 
or after the game tomorrow, whenever officially, even when loss really doesn't matter. Uh, you know, Mike Zimmer doesn't result in the wins. He doesn't get his guys ready to go in the biggest of games. What was the last big game that the Vikings won? Probably the miracle um, in the playoffs against the Saints, and that was just a fluke play, a garbage, uh, you know, defensive effort by a rookie Saints defensive back, and it's Stephon Diggs doing his thing. So um, that was their biggest game, and it was kind of a little bit of luck. So Mike Zimmer, stats are always good. Same thing with Kirk Cousins. Same thing with Delvin Cook, but they just don't result in the wins. Yeah, Mike Zimmer may may get another crack at a head coaching job or a coordinator job, whatever it is. But uh, he definitely needs a fresh change of scenery here in Minnesota. I think the franchise overall just needs a little bit of an overall. Get rid of Mike Zimmer. Get rid of Kirk Cousins. Get rid of Delvin Cook. They've had their time. It does not result in the wins. They may be great individually, and the stats are great. But when it comes to win the game, and we're talking about winning games here, the main point of gaming is to win them. Mike Zimmer is just not the guy to get it done, to cross the finish line. He can get you to the finish line. He's not getting his players to cross the finish line here so it's unfortunate but he does have to go regardless win or loss today but with this news kind of coming out right now now that this is kind of definitely going to be happening and not oh maybe it's really going to depend we'll look at the last game and see how you know how all that looked and then make our decision the fact that they're kind of letting us know right now before the game regardless of the outcome this is going to happen so so little bit of a game day pick here I am loving the Vikings minus three and a half I'm loving a ton of Vikings prop bets I love the scores points by team in the first half Vikings is at over 12 and a half I like it right there I really think this is going to be a light, uh, lighted up performance because we know Kirk Cousins can light it up. That's the best thing about Kirk Cousins. His stats, his yards, his little bit of point totals. It's the win and loss column that we have jarring, glaring issues with. Same the reason why we want Mike Zimmer gone. It's unfortunate, but you can't be in Minnesota anymore. It is not working. You have had multiple opportunities, multiple years to fix it, to correct it, but we are still seeing the same things. That's why he needs to be fired. It's unfortunate. Like we said, I don't. We don't want to see anybody lose their job or get fired. Besides Matt Rule, he definitely deserves to lose his job and be be homeless and never work again in any industry. Any industry. Everybody should be blackballing Matt Rule from every industry. Okay, uh, but we don't want to see anybody lose their job or anything like that. It's unfortunate, but he's got to go. So, I expect, you know, Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, they've got a great relationship with each other. Kirk Cousins will go to bat, will go to battle for Mike Zimmer. I think Mike Zimmer will do the reverse for Kirk Cousins, I think. So, I think Vikings at home, last game for Kirk Cousins, most likely as well. Last game, um, pretty certainly for Mike Zimmer. They get it done, they light it up, and at the end of the game, everyone's like, why are they getting rid of him? Why are they getting rid of him? See what they just did? They're good, they're good. They should run it back next year. Y'all have been been saying that for the last four years and it's still week 18 last week of the season Vikings playing for nothing so I love the Vikings today today I think they light it up big time score and all that so prop bets we endorse some scores we endorse some yardage totals by Kirk Cousins we endorse some I expect a big big offense here by this Vikings team uh so Mike Zimmer gone 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 all right, next thing up here, the Browns are 
trending of moving forward with Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterbacks with the parties on the same page heading into the offseason. So we've heard a little bit of rumors so far uh, popping up with the Browns of Baker Mayfield, you know, and um, Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski not on the same page, all this, disastrous, all that. But uh, they're going to run it back, and I think... I think that's the right choice. Last year with Baker Mayfield, yeah, you can probably draft somebody to sit as a potential uh, kind of succession slash replacement plan. Uh, Kevin Stefanski didn't do good this season either. I know we can bl- we can blame Baker Mayfield. I've got no problem with y'all blaming Baker Mayfield for the unsuccess here of the Browns for the season. I get it, and we still attribute a lot of their lack of success to Baker Mayfield. We get it. But Kevin Spansky does deserve some blame as well. I mean, this play calling, he knows what Baker Mayfield is, but he's still, like, allowing Baker Mayfield to be the guy to sling it around 45 times a game. No, when you've got two great running backs, and then that Kevin Spansky couldn't really get just when Kareem Hunt went down and Nick Chubb was a little bit of in and out. So their depth at the running back was never kind of solved. Um, You know, Mike Vrabel had no problem getting all the running backs in free agency um, when Derrick Henry went down to fix that problem. So Kevin Zafanski, still a little bit of a question mark. I give them one more final year to get it kind of all figured out since they're all still under contract. You don't have to pay these people for one more year. So I think it is the right choice here to give Baker one more year, to give Kevin Zafanski one more year, and then if it's just not getting it done, you can clean break, you can hire a new head coach, start fresh at the quarterback position, and try another rebound build here in Cleveland. So, seems like Baker Mayfield's getting one more chance here. You better make sure you're healthy 100%. I know that's the excuse, you know, Baker. I know he's not using it 100%, but that's what he's alluding to. Oh, I've been banged up all year. Not in my throwing, but just all over my body. I've been injured. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, well, you were still out there. You still got to get it done. That's not our problem. If you're out there, you're out there, and we will judge you accordingly. And Baker Mayfield was out there every single week not getting it done. So, Baker, Kevin Spansky seeming to get one more crack at it. And we'll see if they can kind of recover and bounce back from this poor-ass hack season. Jeez. Alrighty, here we go. Like we said a little bit earlier, talking about David Culley, the Texans have a target to trade Deshaun Watson before free agency opens up March 16th. So, yeah, once again, getting rid of Deshaun Watson real early on in this offseason when potentially he could be cleared of all wrongdoing. The man could be good to go. No, Nothing kind of over him potentially keeping him out of playing. And that's why you trade Deshaun Watson because he's just taking up room on your team. We don't know what's going on with them and all that. You don't trade him because he's a great talent, folks. He's not a bad talent. The man is absolutely absolutely phenomenal. We would be talking, well, we do talk about when he is playing, we talk about Deshaun Watson like we talk about Patrick Mahomes, like we talk about Tom Brady, like we talk about Lamar Jackson, but a little bit more positive. Um, like we talk about Aaron Rodgers, the man is a fantastic top five quarterback when he is out there so you don't just trade him for nothing but the Texans are still adamant so it seems like it's really bad the ruling is going to be bad they're trying to get rid of them trying to get rid of them early before free agency and all that so we'll keep an eye on it obviously it'll be major news everybody will be talking about it we'll be talking about it uh, the next time we get an update on his legal situation 
Alrighty, what else do we got here? A couple more. Carolina is expected. Now, this is truly funny. Once again, you got to fire Matt Rule because this is what they're trying to do here. This is who they're trying to get. Matt Rule, he doesn't know how to judge or gauge anything. We saw that when he brought in Matt, Sam Darnold, and got in trade. He actively traded, basically... Teddy Bridgewater for Sam Darnold. Who the hell does that? And I'm not I'm not knocking any of these quarterbacks while I'm saying this. We 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 we've got no problem knocking them, but this is not the point of that. I'm knocking Matt Rule. But what what is so much better about Sam Darnold than Teddy Bridgewater? I would say at minimum they're the same quarterback. At minimum, nothing great. Um okay-ish. Sam Darnold has not proven anything. The man has barely thrown 60% completion percentage in a single season. Season, folks. So that's what Matt Rule actively did. Um, traded in one okay quarterback for an unproven, potentially garbage, maybe at best okay-ish quarterback. So he doesn't know how to gauge quarterback talent. You bring in, you know, Cam Newton. That was a little bit more, I think, optically than on the field wise. But other than that, but but. Uh, you know, when you're doing that, so Matt Rule's putting kind of optics over winning first, so I don't want that as a head coach. So other, uh, so everything that Matt Rule is doing here in Carolina is just absolutely garbage and atrocious. And now we know that they fired their offense coordinator a couple weeks ago. He didn't wait till the end of the season, even though their season was basically over. Um, so Carolina is expected, are you all ready for this, to target former ha NFL head coaches Jay Gruden... Jay Gruden and Bill O'Brien as his new offensive coordinators. Jay Gruden and Bill O'Brien. Jay Gruden and Bill O'Brien. That's who he wants to bring into this team to fix it. That's who you bring into a team to ruin the team. Jay Gruden of Washington, you know, buddy-buddy with uh, Snyder up there and all that. So, uh, we know how he is personally, characterally, Jay Gruden. And we also know he can't get it done because Washington, you know, football team, when he was that coach, was absolutely atrocious. And then Bill O'Brien, who was actively hurting, actively ruining, actively just bringing down an entire organization by himself when he was a head coach for the Texans. He was also involved with the personnel, and that's, you know, all the garbage that led to Bill O'Brien ruining the Texans that they had to kind of force him out, and then he went down to college. So these are the coaches that Matt Rule thinks thinks, hey, yeah, we can, this, this could help our team. This will make our team better. Get rid of Matt Rule. He is ruining your team. He's like Bill O'Brien 2.0, and nobody's seeing it here. Nobody is seeing that Matt Rule is actively imploding this Panthers organization. Fire him. If if I have a head coach and, and he says the words Gruden, I immediately fire him. You're done. You don't ever bring up those names again. They are trash. They are unproven. They are not the guys. They don't get it done. They are losers. I think I'm about to adopt. I think we are truly going to be adopting Urban Meyer's philosophy of just challenging everybody's credentials on a daily basis and calling losers out when we see it. Matt Rule, a true loser. Jay Gruden, a true loser, okay? I think Urban Meyer was right, folks. I think we all kind of overreacted on the whole Urban Meyer thing. Right, get Urban Meyer back in the NFL. Let Urban Meyer take over the Carolina Panthers. I'll, I'll endorse that all day. These are losers here. Maybe Bill O'Brien a little bit 
a little bit better than Jay Gruden. I'll, I'll give Bill O'Brien a little bit more credit. Uh, you know, if I if I have the choice between Jay Gruden, Matt Rule, and Bill O'Brien, maybe I go with Bill O'Brien over those the other two. Uh, it's not a compliment by saying that. It's just you know I'm I'm left with three garbage choices, and I choose the lesser of uh, three evils here. Uh, but uh, you know. Uh, yeah, maybe Bill O'Brien could scheme, but not even because, I mean, he won like four games last year with with with, with Deshaun Watson, who's phenomenal, and uh, David Culley won like four or five games without him, so yeah, maybe, yeah, actually Bill O'Brien is still trash, maybe I don't take him, I don't know, I, I think I just don't, I, I don't, I don't coach, oh, I need to get one of the, I need to hire one of these three for my team, or I'm out of here, yeah, I'll leave, I'll quit, I'll, you can fire me, that's fine, I've got no problem, I'm not choosing any of these people, jeez. So, Carolina, good luck next year. <laughs> good luck next year. Woo! Oh, it's going to be, oh, man, this is going to be so funny to talk about all year long. Um, you know, I know we don't have, we can't really talk about NFL, you know, games after the season, but Carolina's daily stories, folks, these are going to be great. <laughs> This is going to be great. Woo. We've got our comedic relief for the offseason, the Carolina Panthers, folks. So, man, oh, man, this is going to be a fun, entertaining offseason. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. All righty. What else do we get here? A couple more stories to go over. Man, oh, man, we are going late, but a lot of stuff to talk about here. Uh, here we go. Next one up here, and this one's just absolutely crazy. After tearing his Achilles in July of this year, not July 2020, not July 2021, or no, it was July 2021. We just moved the year. So not July 2020 or 2019, anything like that. This July, this July, Cam Akers tore his ACL, but he's good to go today. He's going to be playing today, which I think is the wrong choice. Um, you don't need Cam Akers out there. You've been winning fine and competing fine without him. I know this is a, it's not a must-win game for the Rams, but they still have, you know, seeding to play for, which we endorse. If you have seeding to play for, then you go balls to the wall today. You start your starters and all that. Get the easiest matchup. We just walked through, um, you know, our playoff picture again, and we ended up choosing a new Super Bowl winner compared to the last time we did it at the start of week 17 because of the matchups, because of the matchups. So get the easiest matchup you can. Don't take this week off, even if you have something to play for. So, Cam Akers is going to play today. They're saying he's, quote, looking fantastic out there recovering from an Achilles injury. Uh, Rams get a little bit richer here. And it's so great because now they're deep at, they're deep at the position. You've got Sony Michelle, um, Cam Akers now. There's one more I'm blanking on that was been getting it done. So Henderson, Daryl Henderson, is he still healthy, a little banged up? Whatever it is, they've got potentially three good running backs here heading into a postseason. Um, so Rams are getting right at the right time here. Pretty solid. Cam Akers is back, running back for the Rams. All righty, and then we get this, folks. Remember, we've got a two-teamer parlay that we're feeling great in, and we're betting on the coaches, folks. And this is why we feel so confident, because once again, Dan Campbell, classic quote here, Dan Campbell on the direction of the Lions. He says, quote, we're in the Arctic Ocean, but we're headed to the Caribbean, the Caribbean, folks. We're in this, oh my goodness, it is so cold in the Arctic. There's penguins, folks. I don't want to be where penguins are maybe because they're losing. They're in a bad spot, but they're headed to the Caribbean. Sunshine, warm. They've got dolphins and not polar bears trying to board your ship and maul you. 
Dan Campbell knows he needs to get better. He sees a brighter future of the Lions. It's infectious, meaningless week 18 game with nothing to play for except getting better. And Dan Campbell, Robert Sala are the coaches who, who pump it up, who doesn't let anybody take any week off. A player comes, hey coach, are we, are we going 100% this week? And Matt, uh, uh, Dan Campbell and Robert Sala turn around like, what? Are we going 100% this week? No, we're going 5,000% this week. What are you crazy? No days off, no games off, no weeks off. We're going crazy this week. We're ready to play. We're ready to win. If there's a game scheduled, we're winning it. We're playing in it. And we're all going to go give our best out there to win this game. Are we playing this week? You're cut. You're cut. If, e if everybody even questions about going 150 trillion percent out here, you're cut. You're out of here. So that's what we're betting. That's what we're betting on this week, folks. Let's see if we still get the same great value here. Let's go back to see if any lines have changed. If we're still getting great value. Lions plus four now. Bingo, bingo. Better value. I think we locked it in at three and a half. And then for the Jets. Ooh, this one's coming down a little bit. We locked in it at 16 and a half, and now it's 15 and a half. But Robert Sala, Dan Campbell, that's why you hired these coaches. They don't take any plays off. They are the kind of, and I, when I say these descriptive terms, they're not negative, folks. I'm just kind of using these words to get a picture for you. Juice had, muscle had, beef had. That's what they are. We saw them on the sideline. Um, Robert Sala for the 49ers, you know, always on the sideline, always pumped up, always jazzed up. And we love that in football. You need that somewhere in football. Same thing with Dan Campbell for the Saints. Always energetic, always get it, always being kind of the hype man. That's what they are, the hype men of a team. So, if you're so confident in making them the head coach and they don't get it done in week 18, I mean, that, that's when you know you made the wrong hire and these guys are not fit to be a head coach. Yes, they could still be on the team as a defensive coordinator, special teams guys, tight ends coaches, but at the head coaching position, you've got to truly bring it home and show that everybody's buying into you. We must see competitiveness here Big time competitive, no blowouts here for Dan Campbell or Robert Sala, or we're going to be kind of questioning them this entire offseason. So we'll see what they do. We're betting on it. We're betting on them. <clears throat> Lions plus four, Jets plus 15 and a half. You've got some free play in New York, a nice little two-team parlay to boost up your odds a little bit. Pretty solid there, folks. I'm loving it. Uh, yeah, let's. Um, so we're going to take these off the board. I just want to see what the overall odds are. Uh, Giants over 6.5. Vikings over 12.5 are our points by team in the first half that we love. Um, so we're going to get rid of these. 
So the little two-teamer that we endorse, that we love, Lions plus four, Jets plus 15 and a half. It's at plus 264, folks. What do y'all got? I know there's a couple of $25 free plays out there. You win 91 bucks if you bet 25. I know Caesars is giving away 300 bucks. So if you bet $300 on this, the three, it's free. Free 300 bucks, folks. You win $1,000. And could you imagine $1,000, folks? That's, that's pretty gosh dang good, yeah? Um, so whatever you got, 25 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever you've got. Maybe you did a deposit match and, uh, there's some good ones. I, I think there's a couple of, uh, is there a couple of hundred percents out there? hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand, five hundred, whatever it is, folks. I'm loving the parlay here. Betting on the coaches week 17, week 18, meaningless week. They'll get their guys right, folks. Alrighty, and then this. Who else should we be? Who else should we be batting on today? Big Ben's final game, getting points, folks. Uh, this was officially uh, one of our picks this week. Yes. Steelers plus four, yes. Official pick this week, so it's not going to be a game day gut bet or anything like this. It's just another reason why you should be betting the Steelers here, and I see y'all bet the Steelers because this line has been falling all week long. Steelers plus three. I am loving the pick here today, folks. Big Ben arrived to the stadium at uh, 9 o'clock this morning, folks. He didn't take the team bus. He went there by himself. He is taking it all in. We all know this is Big Ben's potential potentially last game he can still get in the playoffs still a scenario um but Big Ben taking it all in, ready to rock. No Lamar Jackson, and we get three points. Division rival, close game. Mike Tomlin, the coach, he's going to get his guys right because Mike Tomlin is not going to let Big Ben lose his last game. That's something that Mike Tomlin is going to try to ensure doesn't happen. And we saw the Steelers defense absolutely get it cracking last week. So the Steelers defense, they will put up all the points and all the positioning because we still know... <laughs> Big Ben is a wink and wonker. Actually, we won't use those words today. We'll respect Big Ben. Just a classic dink and dunker out here. So, Big Ben plus the points. All this. Still a chance to get in the playoffs. Last final game. Soaking it all in. Take the points. Take the points. I love all those mother-loving points, folks. Love it. Bet Big Ben. Bet the Steelers today, folks. He is ready to win and retire. Right off into the sunset a little bit. Going off on a win. Not a Super Bowl win like, you know, Peyton Manning. But still a win nonetheless against division rival on the road, all that great stuff. So, bat the Steelers today. Take the points. And then the last thing, truly unfortunate here, Jim Nance. Jim Nance has tested positive for COVID-19, so he's going to leave Tony Romo with some new guy in the booth. So, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, no final week finale. Unfortunate from those two. Love uh, listening to these two. Uh, one of the best <clears throat> duos, him, Jim Nance, and then on Fox, um, um, Oh, man, oh, man. How am I forgetting their names? Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. I think they're great as well. Uh, so we'll see. Tony Romo, can he carry by himself? Can he be the number one announcer? Obviously, Jim Nance is the one. Tony Romo's the two in the booth. Can Tony Romo become a true number one in the booth, folks? I'm looking forward to it if he can. Tony Romo, I'm sending you all the luck. There's not, nothing we can bet on. There's no Tony Romo booth prop bets, unfortunately, but I would take them. I expect a great enunciated game here by Tony Romo, and I cannot wait for it. Just unfortunate uh, that no gymnasts. But we'll see. I don't know if they uh, 
I don't know if we know uh, who Tony Romo is going to be in the booth with. So a little bit of a surprise there. But uh, whoever it is, Tony Romo, we're rooting for you. Pull through. Be the guy. We've got uh, we've got a lot of faith in him. So Tony Romo, a little bit uh, by himself out there. We'll see uh, who he's talking with. All righty. That's all we had to kind of go over quickly. Uh, we only got like five minutes left here. All right. Um, quickly, quickly, quickly. Um, yeah, I don't even know what I want to do. Um, all right, let's, um, five minutes, geez. Um, all right, playoff clinching scenarios this week. All right, Bills, Ravens, Ravens, they need to win to try and get in the playoffs. They need to win the Chargers to lose and the Colts to lose and the Dolphins to lose. That's going to be tough to do, uh, so I'm, we're really not expecting the Ravens to be in the playoffs at the end of this week. The Bills, they can still clinch the AFC East division title. They just need to win or the Patriots loss. Can't be the number one seed in the AFC. That's only the Titans or the Chiefs, depending on if the Titans win. If the Titans win, they're the number one seed. If they lose, the Chiefs will be the number one seed. The Bengals, they can clinch the number one seed, but they're not starting Joe Burrow. So uh, Jamar Chase is still playing, which is kind of uh, interesting. Uh, but Joe Burrow ain't no-go, so they're not really going for the number one seed. They can still get it with a Bengals win, a Tennessee loss. Chiefs did not lose, so actually they cannot wrap it up anymore. It is officially done. <clears throat> Uh, because obviously the Chiefs won last night. All right, then we get the Colts, and this is uh, this is something, folks. We got to talk about this Colts team. We've got it. I mean, I'm expecting them to really use Carson Wentz here, so we have to really see a great game for Carson Wentz, and that's I think this is how we're gonna end the show. We have, I mean, it could be because this Colts team, out of all the playoff kind of teams at the current moment, this Colts team is really the only team that we have jarring, glaring, big-time issues with. Yes, the Saints, because their offense is trash, um, and that's really it. We can believe a little bit in the Raiders' offense. We see Derek Carr step it up and be clutch here and there. Uh, we see Jalen Hurts step it up and be clutch here and there as well. It's really just Carson Wentz glaring issues here, so we got to set a bar for him. This is a winnable game, alright? I mean, this is one of the most winnable games of the week folks against the Jags I mean come on so we have to see a really great game by Carson Wentz here. Uh, this is the last week, like we said, for teams to show if they are Super Bowl contenders, playoff contenders, or playoff pretenders. This is the last week we have to shore up this list heading into the first round of the playoffs. So this week, uh, starting on Monday, you know, we'll be rearranging and setting for the final time the contender and pretender list. Now, at the current moment, we have the Colts in playoff contender, not Super Super Bowl contender. They have been in there over the last four weeks, but we have just recently moved them down. So for this Colts team to get back into the Super Bowl contender category, we have to see something magnificent with Carson Wentz here this week. Let's get up his stats for what he's done this season so we can get a a, a manageable, obtainable bar here. We don't want to set a bar that nobody can ever get, folks, because then we're just setting you up for failure. So, and it's going to be a high bar. We're not going to throw any low punches here for Carson Wentz. I mean, it's the end of the year, and we're still having these issues. You've got to step it up here. So, Carson Wentz, let's start with, let's start with completion percentage. His highest completion percentage so far this season is 75%. So, that's exactly what I want to see. Carson Wentz, so we'll do a little bit lower. We'll go 63, uh, 73% to 75% completion percentage. I'll even give him a little bit of a range. 73 to 75% completion percentage 
against the Jaguars today at minimum, minimum. Now let's go to yards. What do we got? 251, 402. That's fantastic. 402 with 71%. It resulted in a loss, unfortunate. Um, <coughs> once again, we don't want the offense to be Carson Wentz, but we need to see that Carson Wentz, if needed, if called upon for him to be the main thing about the offense, for him to get it done. So, 402 yards, 306. So, we'll do that. We'll do 320 yards here by Carson Wentz at minimum. Touchdowns. What do we got? Two, three, three. And this is a three. This is, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Jags, folks. Okay. So, yes, three plus touchdowns, zero interceptions. I don't want to see any interceptions, zero fumbles. That's no turnovers at all, folks, at all by Carson Wentz. So, that's the bar that we've got on Carson Wentz. 73 to 75% completion percentage, 320 plus yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers, no interceptions, no fumbles, nothing like that. For us to believe in Carson Wentz, to believe in this Colts team, and to crown this Colts team Super Bowl contenders, that's what we need to see out of him this week. Now, the last time they faced the Jaguars, this was his stat line. 64% completion percentage, 180 yards, no touchdown, no pick, and that resulted in a win, a win. Once again, they ran the ball heavily, mightily that game. That's what we want to see for the Colts, but like we said, there is going to be a point where you have to rely on on your quarterback. We saw that with the Titans in what was that, 2018? Um, Titans by the year, uh, where Derrick Henry gets them to the AFC Championship game, folks. But then it, they, you know, they get to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs and they shut down the run. And you have to rely on Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill cannot get it done. 2017, folks, that's when they did that. And so once again, you can rely on the the running game to get you to the big game, but at some point the quarterback has to take over. So that's what we need out this see out of Carson Wentz if they're gonna utilize Carson Wentz a ton he needs to show that he could be fantastic and being fantastic is 73 to 75 percent completion percentage 320 plus yards three touchdowns with no turnovers we'll see if he can grab that um Alrighty, folks, we're four minutes out. We are going to get out of here, folks. Enjoy the final day of regular season football all day long today because it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. Competition gets better and better, but overall the volume gets less and less and less with uh, less and less football games to be played. How unfortunate. <laughs> Alrighty, folks, we're out of here. Have a great one. Hopefully your team can get into the playoffs if they're still trying to get in there. And uh, hopefully you win a little bit of money um, with uh, some betting in, the, uh, in New York. Now that you can do it from your phone, from your home, from your couch, from your bed. How great is that, right? Alrighty, folks, we're out of here. Have a great one. Have a great day. And uh, hopefully our advice does not make you bankrupt because that would be absolutely awful.